Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, June 14th. U.S. equity futures are trading flat to up small, so the S&P futures are up about three points. That's about seven basis points. Dow futures are up 11 points. That's about three basis points. NASDAQ futures are outperforming very slightly. They're up 35 points. That's about 25 basis points. The major European indices are trading up about 20 to 30 basis points. You are seeing underperformance in Europe in autos, basic resources. You're seeing outperformance in Europe in tech and energy. Energy in particular is doing very well. It's up about up over a percent, while tech is up about 90 basis points. A lot of Asia was closed. So Hong Kong, mainland China, Taiwan, Australia, all were closed. Japan ended higher. Korea and India were about flat. Um, so very, very quiet weekend and very quiet um, trading price action this morning so far. Part of that is due to Asia being closed for the most part. And then also part of that is due to just the market waiting on the Fed coming up on Wednesday. So you had the G7 uh, leader summit wrapped up over the weekend. There was an avalanche of headlines on a variety of different topics. Um, you know, a lot of them were kind of vague platitudes as far as remarks about, um, you know, infrastructure spending, um, countering China, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing that's really, I think, changing anyone's view of the world. Um, Biden continues on his trip. So there is a US-EU summit tomorrow, Tuesday, and then Biden is meeting with Putin on Wednesday, and that will wrap up the trip. Um, again, nothing is really coming out of it that's kind of shifting anyone's view of the world. No dramatic developments. Um uh, in, in terms of eco data, nothing dramatic this morning, although there was uh, India's wholesale price index, which is kind of um, its main inflation gauge, came out this morning and, and kind of continuing on the theme that's been um, that's been kind of bad over the last few days of inflation figures kind of falling short of the worst case scenario. So you saw this last week in the U.S., um, including on Friday, where the inflation expectation component of the Michigan sentiment forecast actually actually fell a decent amount month on month. Um, so again, this is just kind of continuing with that theme of, of quote unquote, peak everything. It's a big reason why you've seen treasury treasuries rally, treasury yields fall, and it's a big reason why growth stocks have been outperforming of late. Um, and I kind of think that gets to um, really what is the the core um, you know sentiment right now in the market, whereby equities have been in kind of this trading range now for the last several months. They appear to be on the verge of breaking out to fresh highs. Um, and I think that's creating a lot of anxiety because most assume that this trading price action will continue in, in kind of this flat line um, pattern. Um, and I think adding and compounding the the pain right now in the market is the fact that growth is leading while cyclical stocks start to underperform and treasuries catch a bid. This is kind of very much counter to what the prevailing narrative has been. So we'll have to see if this continues. Um, you know, I personally don't necessarily fundamentally agree with that price action, but it does have a lot of momentum behind it. And should the Fed be benign on Wednesday, I think that would remove one of the final obstacles kind of standing in the way of um, you know the major indices breaking out to fresh high. So just quickly touching on the Fed, you're going to have, I think, two major facets to the announcement on Wednesday, one of which will be um, Powell acknowledging or echoing his colleagues and acknowledging that there is going to be a tapering conversation over the coming meetings um, You know, as the Fed begins to discuss how it will begin dialing back the pace of asset purchases. Um, you know, I do think that that tapering will occur either in November or December of this year. I think that's largely anticipated by the market at this point in time. You've seen a, you've seen a lot of Fed officials um, earlier this month and then late in late May kind of talk about how the Fed, it would be appropriate for the Fed to kind of c- 
commence that tapering talk. Um, I think more interesting will be kind of the, some of the supplemental details that we get um, in terms of updated economic forecasts and then more importantly, the updated dot plot. You are going to see more Fed officials place their dot in 2022 and 2023 in the hike column. The 2023 dot in aggregate will probably move into the hike column, calling for one hike. Um, you know, I think that has the potential to cause some disruption for sentiment, but again, I think that's largely anticipated as well. Um, so as I said earlier, I think that's kind of one of the final obstacles standing in the way of stocks kind of rallying to fresh highs. Um, if the fed is benign on Wednesday, which it looks like it could be, um, you know, I wrote more about this over the weekend. I wrote more about it in the vital talking points piece on Friday. I don't necessarily fundamentally agree with it, but that seems to be the path of kind of least resistance and most pain in the near term is for stocks to continue their high and be led by growth. Um, so that's kind of it as far as this morning. There's obviously a ton of headlines, um, a ton of micro news items out over the weekend. I have everything in the piece this morning. Um, you know, again, nothing that's kind of um, materially disrupting the the prevailing narrative at the moment. Um, you know, a, a couple more updates around infrastructure spending, um, COVID. You are going to have the UK likely extend their COVID restrictions for another month. That's weighing on some of the travel related names in Europe this morning. Um, but again, nothing that's, I think, terribly disruptive. Um, just on the calendar for today, quickly, there's really nothing on the calendar at all. You, you are going to have another busy week of sell-side conferences, so that that kind of kicks off again. But as far as formal scheduled events, there's really nothing, no major economic data in the U.S., no big earnings reports in the U.S. Um, just looking at the course of the week, the Fed on Wednesday is obviously the biggest event by far. You do have a bunch of other central banks, none of which should be terribly important for U.S. equities. Um, Brazil, Hungary, Japan, Norway, Switzerland, Taiwan, Turkey, etc. All will have monetary decisions this week. China republishes a bunch of economic numbers Wednesday morning. That will be interesting. Um, like I said you, earlier in the in this podcast, you have um, you know the tail end of Biden's trip through Europe. So he has the EU summit Tuesday and then uh, the Putin meeting on Wednesday. For earnings, you have Oracle Tuesday night. Um, Lennar Homes Wednesday night, um, Kroger Foods Thursday morning, and then Adobe Thursday night. And that is pretty much essentially it as far as this week. The Fed is by far going to be the uh, most important catalyst. So that is everything for today, Monday, June 14th. Um, thank you for listening.